if you don't have a faith or a belief set, a source to your wording, a source to go to be refreshed, to center yourself as far as kind of recalibrate who you are and where you're going, that to me would be very empty. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness, to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, what's up, men and women, I suppose? Uh, we are back with you. And I say we because I have with me Jason Barron. He's a repeat offender. Well, I mean, hello. guest. <laughs> what's up, Jason? How are you, man? How are you doing, sir? Oh, he froze. He froze. I lost you. Oh, now you're back. You froze for a minute. I don't know what the heck happened. Okay. So how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, good. A little, a little disheveled. A little disheveled. I was just working away pop, 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 today, and all of a sudden I get all these notifications. Hey, $100 charge, $50 charge, $30 charge, $2 charge. I'm like, hmm, from Sony. I don't buy anything from Sony. So uh -oh. <laughs> I had to go upstairs and, uh, oh, the PlayStation. Yes. Okay. Somebody has hacked into my account and my son bought a game. He, he never does this. He doesn't game a lot and we're really careful about what we do. But I put my PayPal account in there and he bought a game on Saturday. And then this morning there was six purchases like bam, 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 oh, bam, bam. Man. And I couldn't log in. They cha already changed the, the PlayStation user password and to put a two, uh, what is it? Two factor author already vacation on it and i couldn't all the all the questions were not mine and so i just sat there online waiting and waiting and there's still some outstanding balances and that'll be a fun conversation between him and i <laughs> i don't know if he's responsible i mean ultimately i'm responsible i'm the one that put it in there right, right. still yeah so i'm doing great it's a, it was a loaded question but you know i'm i'm one of those unfortunately when something like that happens i'm still trying to like i stop and do box breathing I have this breathing app oh, yeah. just yeah. to try and get everything under control. I love that. But I've always, yeah, I've always just been a guy that like goes and fixes things. Like I want it fixed. I want it out of my head. And I think sometimes that's a great thing. And sometimes it's a curse. So yeah. What's gone, it what's was... gone awesome and not so awesome in your day so far. Cause I think that, you know, let's talk real. I'm uh, doing good, man. I'm actually doing really, really well. I uh, came back from, I had a trip to Arizona last week. Um, part of a gym cohort that I'm a part of big little gyms and, uh, Oh, cool. I got a chance to spend some extra time with my wife, and we looked, thought about it. It was the first time that her and I have been like on vacation away from the kids in probably seven years. Wow. Uh, we do a week here and there with no kids during the summertime, but like to go away somewhere in, in a hotel, vacation, it's been a long time. So it was really refreshing, Scott. I mean, woke up, sunrise. I mean, we're three hours behind, so we got up really early, did some mountain climbing. I thought of you actually. It wasn't necessarily rucking, but do we we hike Camelback? It's legit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, it was uh, it was an awesome time. So come back. I feel really refreshed. Um, good to get, good to be poured into what I typically pour out into people. So it was really yeah. kind of a um, unique position to be in. A bunch of run other people who have a lot of abundance mindset, no scarcity mindset in the room, and just to be a part of that atmosphere is no joke. Really refreshing. So I'm I'm feeling really good, dude. Uh, that was Will's event. That was was it in Scottsdale this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, hot. beautiful area. <laughs> it was hot. It's hot. You got to get up early if you're gonna go sweating. Yeah, yeah. You got to get up early if you're gonna hike. That is for sure. 
Um, you know, it's so crazy because I I've shared on the podcast that like for my wife's birthday or for anniversary, usually anniversary birthday, I do something a little different, but anniversary or something special, I'll just kind of swoop her up and I'll, I'll have her pack for an overnighter and we drive far enough away that we're within a, you know, a drive home because our boys are older and take her to a hotel and, and just completely unplug. Yeah. There's just something about getting away. And I want to encourage guys, like you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for a long trip. Right, it can be dude. close. And, you know, I might be out dinners, hotel room. I might be out 700 bucks, which can be a ton for somebody and nothing for other people. But um, mm. it was uh, many times it's been a ton for me and what I've done. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give guys a hack because the question always isn't how can I afford it? The question is how can, or uh, what, what is the, how do you reframe that question? I just had this conversation on Facebook. Uh, it's not that I, I can't afford it, but you, you reframe that to how can I afford it and then go do yeah. something that gets you to that point. So for me, it's like, okay, I open this other little personal banking account. I don't hide it from my wife, but it's me access only. And I do odd jobs. Um, I have some skills that I put out there and, you know, they'll come in, take me a couple hours, throw a couple hundred bucks in that account, build it up. And then I take That's my wife crazy. away. She doesn't know there's money. I take her shopping. Like, hey, we go, what's your favorite? I know her favorite stores. We go in there. Okay, what do you like? Because she won't buy anything for herself. And then I just start buying her stuff. And it's <laughs> like, not that buying her stuff is the thing, but it's just the no, getting dude, away. And, and she, yeah. re she releases all of her stress. And that may happen to you guys. Like, okay, we've oh, yeah. done we this stuff. conversations like, without being interrupted yep. with the kids. Like, it was just her and I again. And it was really, really refreshing. Yeah. And, uh, you're wearing your stay salty shirt, dude. I, I was I was slamming down my uh, lament, dude. I was, yeah. I couldn't go without that stuff, man. We did uh, at I least know. sixty ounces on the way up each. Like it was, um, yeah, it was kind of cool. Live on it. We had the big event. They were our main sponsor. Rob Wolf came and talked, and then um, like every single guy got hooked on. None of them used it, but they're like now oh, they're all I'm hooked on it. And yeah, I sent them at the least. the 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 setup wholesale setup for gym owners. Cause many of them are gym owners. Oh, yeah, and nice. uh, yeah, so they, they've been good. They, I have shirts. I have a Yeti cooler Yeti thing from them. They're awesome. And their, their products are insane. So shout out to shout out to them because the stuff Absolutely. works. Oh, I love <laughs> it. It works. I'm a believer. It takes it, yesterday. I, it was so funny. Cause I, I, um, I got some of these shirts, obviously I got a bunch of these shirts and yesterday my, my wife is, wearing her stay salty shirt. And then my son walks in the room, my older son, he's got a stay salty shirt. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I had to wear mine today. Cause it's like, well, uh, yeah, but, but Hey, so, um, so you got away with your wife, which is yeah. refreshing, rejuvenating all the things you got to talk to other business owners and, and chat higher level stuff. That's really good. I yeah. know that you are a man who always has like masculinity on his mind, uh, personal growth, what can I do to be a better guy, leadership, business leadership, yeah. personal leadership, family leadership, all those things. That's why you're a repeat guest on here because these are things. I don't know where that comes about. from either. Like you're like, like you go through the, like, that's, that's true. I think I've always been there. I don't know where that comes from or why, but I was literally thinking of this podcast and this group on top of Camelback. And there's another mountain we climb too, because you're on top. Did you see everything? Like the, the yeah. viewpoint is, is really legit. It gives you a chance to think big and grander capacities. So, um, I'm excited for today's talk, dude. I got some, I got some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you do. Uh, it's real interesting being in the, like having a, 
men's podcast or a men's group and all the different people that come through to me, it's it, there's so many because I'll talk to somebody who's like, oh, and then there's this person and this person. What do you know about this person and this person? They're leading a big group. I'm like, I have no clue. Like, I, I know a few of the big <laughs> leaders and you're um, a goat point, Scott. Come on. You're the go-to guy. <laughs> like, I have, I have, I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know. Someone's like, how about the dad edge event? I'm like, I don't know. I know about my event. It, it, yeah. it was awesome. You should come to it. I have no clue about the dad edge event. Um, and the next sure, one go. is the next one next June, right? When is it? Next June, next June. Yeah. And it'll, will be, it'll be in Montana again. So, um, it was too good not to have there. It was, it was too good, too beautiful, too amazing. We'll, we'll do a repeat. The, the guys that did the, um, the guys that did the, the shooting are actually, they, it, they have their own, um, uh, ministry. So it's mission 91. Oh, and wow. I think I've talked about this a lot, but they, they're ex-military, they're firearms instructors, um, to the teeth and they go into dangerous places and teach missionaries how to, uh, evaluate, how to deescalate, uh, without force, how to, and then how to use like Brazilian jiu-jitsu to, like hold people if there's altercations and then of course firearms training and you know last yeah. resort um force so really cool but they came in and they just they 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 did such an amazing amazing job of teaching there was guys there that never even held a gun before and there's guys there that served and you know probably took the lives of many people in war with guns yeah. so you have this huge range huge you know range and they were able to keep everybody totally engaged and it was insane. So we're like, we have to go back there just so J JT can run this thing again because everyone's like, well, we got to do that again. We yeah. can't not do that. I'm like, okay, okay. So yeah, it was it was awesome. But so you were thinking up on the mountaintop, <laughs> yeah, thinking about brotherhood, I was. thinking about masculinity, all sorts yes. of things. Yeah, and very I much about uh, just what. Um... Like what, um, some real guy talk, like I'm very fortunate to have a, a few close guy friends in my life and it's, uh, that transparent relationship, yep. um, recognize that not everyone has. And then what you've created, you and Josh created with this group is at least an avenue, an outlet to have some real talk, you know, and without, you know, a marketing agenda or without any kind of like hidden whatever is just real talk and let's have some honest conversations with men yep. on who we need to be, um, what we're supposed to be, what our challenges are, what we're facing, what we're going through and even our emotional state, you know, cause, um, oh, yeah. we're just as not say as emotional, we have emotions, but not always taught how to express those. I know I wasn't growing up, um, no. how to express that stuff and then what to do with your emotions versus just anger and, and you know, outlashing kind of thing. So, yeah, just kind of focusing on that. And then uh, my big thought, too, is just uh, like the, the one conversation I think that men typically don't have with each other is on God. Like, what do we do mm. with God? What do we do with that relationship with God and what we, what we should be having with God? But not from a pulpit, you know, not from a church scenario, just right. bro to bro, guy to guy. Um, and I, I'm a believer. I know you are. And just, let's just have a conversation about just what that means to us and why, um, I know I'm, I'm tremendously biased in the sense. I think every man needs a relationship with God in their life. I mean, how could you not be the best you're trying to be without it? Um, and let's kind of just have a conversation around that. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had a conversation with Aaron Guyette, who was at the event as well. And he spoke and he talked talk about write a passage for your kids, but he, he built this whole thing up on the foundation of you have to have a belief system. 
and of course he's he believes in god and that's his his thing too but he was saying like it doesn't matter ultimately it doesn't matter but you have to have a foundation because otherwise you are a wandering soul you don't have anything to build anything on and how can you lead your kids without a foundation so i think it's really i want to be really careful and tell guys like look we're not going to preach at you this yeah. is more of like uh it's it, let us talk about it and if it's interesting to you great if it's not you know listen with an open ear and and maybe someday yeah. it'll yeah. be the right message for you but uh i'm not going to preach I think I, I'm not I, any talk. other topic that you guys have done on the podcast just this it's another topic that should be discussed and and pondered on and thought oh, yeah. on and chewed on and just weighed out kind of thing oh, yeah. but Oh yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a foundation. I, I keep, I keep coming back to this for me. I have this foundation that is, it, it, it's just, it's what everything is based on. I mean, and I, I wonder how that works for folks that don't have it. Like, how do you make decisions? Do you, how, what is your moral compass based on? Where is your yeah. hope? Yeah. So faith, faith is a really big conversation too. Cause guys are like, well, like, it's crazy that you believe in something you can't see. And I'm like, I think it might take more faith to believe that there's not nothing there that I'm like, you know, you can have this yeah. conversation both ways. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big, well, it's funny, it's not probably not maybe, maybe all the algorithms were in my head, but I've seen now at least three times a day about anxiety, stuff with anxiety oh, yeah. and men. And, you know, I've, I've battled with this past year and I think brought on by COVID kind of, uprooted some things mm -hmm. that I needed to deal with. Um, but when it comes to, for me, when it comes to battling life and being the leader, being what I'm created to be, trying to find that identity, to me, like, I think men underneath understand their position with God. Now, I'm a hold of belief. I'll put it out there. I have no problem saying this. I don't believe in the power of the universe. I don't believe in that nonsense. I think God's the creator. He has called you, direct you, made you for something, for some purpose, right? That's my belief, all right? Um, ever seen him face-to-face? -face? No. Have I heard his audible voice? No. I just have had a bunch of experiences in my life, and oddly enough, a lot of them come from nature and hiking and being mm -hmm. out in nature to see, man, there's something more to this than just happenstance and randomness and a big bang. And um, So without it, so take that, and then this past week, so I'm a messianic Jew. Uh, I know Josh, he's, he's the same. Not many of us around. I never heard of that growing up. Um, was raised Baptist. Um, met some friends in college and fell in love with the faith. So I've been messing on a Jew for, what, 20, 22 years. So we just had our wow. uh, Yom Kippur service. Day of Atonement service was Wednesday. So part of this season is this process of reflection and looking at your life. And part of that is this, this regeneration or this washing away of the past year. And it literally, this was yesterday when I texted you. I'm like, dude, I wonder how many people, men specifically, have those opportunities to reset, to um, wash their hands, wash their face, kind of renew who they are, what they're doing. And I'm like, I'm, if you don't have a faith or a belief set, a I want, I'm not even talking about denomination. I'm not talking about religion in that sense. Like a source to your 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 wording a source to go to be refreshed, to, to center yourself as far as kind of recalibrate who you are and where you're going, that to me would be very empty and very lost. And how many guys out there who are in our Facebook group, who listen to this podcast, who may kind of tune in, are battling those things and feel all alone. 
They feel lost. Mm-hmm. They feel confused. They don't know where to go to. They don't have anything to turn to. They're overwhelmed. They're feeling frustrated. They don't have all these questions about family and, and a husband and, and, and a father. And like, what do I do with my, like the amount of pressure that we have on us as men is tremendous. Now we're made for it. I believe we are, but if yeah, we don't, if someone's lacking the, the, a source to plug into, to find direction and focus, I think it could be very, very scary. I think you just kind of hit the, a big point on the head is that you, you need to have a place to push all that force, that, that friction onto. So I know for me, like I can, it's literally like I can take all of my stress, my fears and all of those and lay them out in front and just like, let go. Like this is out of my control. And this is something I talk about a lot. There's a lot of things out of your control. Can you control your emotions? Yeah, you can work on taming the words in your head. You can work on your thoughts. But when you have a a belief system where there's faith, and this is you know where there's you have faith that there's something else, someone else that was going to provide for you you, bigger than me, bigger than I can understand, then I don't have to understand everything. And there's a real relief and and lack of. Um, I mean, there's just, it's just a release for me. And I think about this often, like what do people do that don't have some sort of faith? They don't have a God or they don't believe in a God. It's gotta be a really confusing. I would think it's really confusing. Well, I think, I think your point is right. And I think, look at it from my perspective. I think a lot of this, what's talking to men, a lot of men have been hurt by either religion, denomination, rules, and or let's call it humanity. Um, humanity has, we're flawed. We got a lot of issues and a lot of problems. Yeah. And unfortunately, even people within quote unquote, the church, we're, they're still humans and they still have these same issues. And unfortunately, a lot of people get pushed away. So I, I, I often ponder and wonder how many people, how many men actually really understand God from a true standpoint, away from religion, away from denomination, away from the mistakes of humanity but just have a chance to sit down and ponder and read. So this is, so in our faith and Christianity, Messianic Judaism is, is Christianity. It's the same thing. We express it a little differently. Abraham is the father of our faith. Well, what did Abraham do? He sat on top of the mountains and, and guessed, how could all this come from something had to create all this, something greater than me had to be here. And he was the one, his father was worshiping idols and made things and worship other things. And he was the first man that said, you know what? I think there's something greater, bigger than, than what I'm seeing here. And then obviously had some interactions with God that way. So to me, that, that, that is, I think, for a lot of us where it should start in the sense of just questioning, man, what, what if, God, are you, are you real? Do you exist? Yeah. And my experiences, can I push them aside? So that what, man, I can deal with what everyone's dealing with right now. Anxiety. Like we're so overstressed and we deal with anxiety day in and day out. And I'm, and I help people with this kind of, what am I doing my programs? I help people deal with this stuff. And look at what the, the masters or the guys who are in this, this space who do really well, they speak on things that are biblical principles. So part of our Aaronic benediction, the blessing of Aaron uh, Moses' brother, for those who don't know, there's a part in there about when you lie down and when you rise up. 
So in, in Judaism, we speak this prayer, this blessing of when I wake up and when I go to bed to think on the blessings and the things God has given me. Well, what is that? That's gratitude practice. When you, ex- ah, when you do exactly. gratitude practice, yeah. you do it at night. We do it first thing in the morning. You do it last thing at night. Why? Because those are the two times that we found out that we're able to access our subconscious. And what's in our subconscious? Mm-hmm. Our personality, who we are, the undertone language that we run on all day long. That operating system is accessed first thing in the morning and last thing at night. So I'm sitting there going, man, a lot of principles that we follow typically in life um, actually have a very biblical foundation. And I have a really big heart for that. I know we've spoken before on that, just to get men to move into a better place. I don't know how you do that without God. I'm, I'm confused. I really am lost on that. And um, I think more men just need to have that conversation as far as what that may may entail. Yeah, I I don't know how either. I don't. And it's really hard to actually talk about to explain because for me, it's I'm confused on how somebody can operate without that. And I want to do something really quick. And I, you did a good job of it. I want to reiterate it. We're not talking about church. Yeah, we're talking about God. And yeah. so a lot of the conflicts, <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of the conflicts people have it, when they, when they start talking about it, they, they're like, well, the church or the church or the church, I'm like, the church is made up of humans who are co- right. connecting together to, um, for, because they have a similar belief and system and they want to maybe worship or whatever it is. Humans are sinful by nature and are messy. So of course, We're church up. is going to have some really, <laughs> uh, really messed up stuff. I mean, it it can get bad, and and uh, so I want to remove that from the conversation. I want anybody who's like, well, yeah, but, and then the whole thing about the Bible, and well, you know, they had a lot of wives and concubines, and, 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 and I'm like, like, look, <laughs> things change over time, today. yeah, but th- there's there's tenants. Yeah. What you got to focus on are tenants. Those don't change with time. Those don't yeah. change. Those are those are infallible in my in my mind. I think and, tenants and, and, you know, and we don't like want... the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The foundation, the the benchmarks, the flags of truth that withstand mm-hmm. the test of time. And there's yep. there's some things in there. So what my hope is in this conversation, like you said, is just scratch scratch the ears of there's hope. And if you're battling yeah. with some things and if you're struggling in life and your business is not going how you think it should or your job is is a mess and your relationship with your wife is not what it needs to be, you know, you're not trying to, you're not the father you think you are, whatever it may be, all of those, a blend of those, that there's hope in understanding your position or your relation with God, the God who created you. You're created for a purpose. You have special gifts and talents and are you mm-hmm. pursuing those things? And the more that I move away from that calling, that clarity with God, the more friction I know I have in my life. And I wouldn't understand yeah. how to get back to it if I didn't know, didn't know how to do have God. Now, what does that mean? Again, I think having a church or community is important. It's, it's part of how we are as people. We need a community to be a part of for the social interactions. I'm looking at what COVID did. It really highlighted how, how important that interaction, that combination is. So we need that, but there needs to be a you need to follow that drawing in your heart that says, "Man, there's something more. 
there's something more here. And to your point exactly, not what you may have experienced as a kid growing up, but I'm talking about, I'm talking that like what hit me was today was man, like the warriors in this group. Like a lot of times when it comes to faith and God talk with men, it like, oh, those guys are weak and I need to be, you know, like this kind of weak man and, and weak men. No, no, like, like you meant the people in the Bible do, they're warriors. They were warriors yeah. and warriors need God. The warriors are the ones who had God, the conquerors, the kings, the rulers of, of countries, of kingdoms. They're the ones who sought God. So if we're trying to follow an example of leadership, of fatherhood, of whatever you may like, it needs to be found in these. There's some some really good things in here that we should be leaning towards and just study and look at. It even comes to your breath work. This was something I share with people sometimes is um, breath work and language to me is a God thing. So not many people know mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit. They may have heard of that before, but the spirit in Hebrew is Ruach. Ruach is both breath and its spirit. So the breath of God, where is life, what it comes from. So the Bible talks about creation. When God spoke in creation, that's the belief he spoke it in. Well, that spoken thing is the Ruach. It's the breath in this Jesus. So the, there's that piece of breath work that we do to take in life is part of what? Most um, stress-relieving systems have the breath work in there. We did it with yep. the Enlifted program. And then the source of yep. that, to me, means more if it comes from an entity that is ultimately in control versus just, you know, floating powers that may be around. You, you've just you've just highlighted probably the two two of the top things that I do to keep my anxiety low and to keep myself in check. Every morning I start with a gratitude practice. It's ten to fifteen minutes long. It's very very. I mean, it's it's intensive, and I do that on purpose. But I don't just say you know I'm thankful for i i tell god i'm thankful for some you know what what the things are and i'm pretty extensive there and then i close out the night in prayer with my wife which always includes gratitude those two things and breath work i mean it's just all so intertwined it's hard to deny i'm sure people are like oh that's dumb i can think but when you really start to look at it it this is the foundation of so many things that you're probably implementing in your life already and it's just you don't understand the source, at least from yeah. my point of view. And there's you, you hit a nerve of mine. So a couple of years back, my wife and I started a group in our church, and we were the leaders. And I did that for about six months, and I told her, I said, the men in this group are flaccid. They are weak. They have no interest in being leaders. They have no interest in doing anything hard. They are the epitome you? of... I was like, this, if this is what church is, I want to have nothing to do with it. And what I found is that a lot of men that go to church are flaccid. And I don't care how you visualize that word. That's how I want you to visualize it. I mean, they are weak, soft. Because what we're taught growing up is what? To be meek. And there's a misunderstanding of what meek means. I think uh, Jordan Peterson, I think he nails it on the head when he says meek doesn't mean weak. Meek means that you can. You can destroy. You know how to use your sword, but you're choosing to hold it in and not take out your head. That's what meekness yeah. is. So when meekness is spoken of in the Bible, it doesn't mean this weak individual. It means, no, I'm the warrior of warriors, and I'm choosing not to kill you. I'm sheathing my sword. That, to me, is yep. meekness. And I That's think good. that has been blown out of proportion in faith communities of what meekness is. No, David was meek. 
But he was the warrior of warriors. Him and his men used to kill thousands of people with bones. And, like, he was the warrior of yeah, warriors. Brutal. So looking for yeah, someone to look after is that. So I shared this with you before we went on, and I'll share it with the guys here. I don't often do this because I don't, I don't know these people. I have no connection to them. But the, it's called the Masculine Mandate. So the period masculine period mandate. I follow them on Instagram. And I want to read some things that uh, one of the posts that they had. And um, I found these guys a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. And, dude, they have some phenomenal things for men and for leadership. And I think it speaks to your point about the weakness of men in your group. It says, men, uh, you need to pursue a life you are proud of. Men who are proud of how they live gain more confidence and peace. They also have a tendency to treat others around them with kindness and respect. Men who are not proud of the life they are living will be passive, weak, and anxious. They will also have a tendency to lash out, taking out their frustrations on others around them. When these men are fathers, their families suffer from the reign of terror. And he goes on a little bit, but he lists, I think, what I know you and I believe in this, about doing hard things. Men need to do hard things. It's part of our nature, and if we're not, we're not staying sharp in who we're created to be the warriors that we're created to be. So here's some things that he lists as far as hard things to do now and this concept of discipline, that there's pain in everything that we do. There's pain in change. Now either the pain is going to be in discipline or the starting of something new or the pain is going to be in the cost of it later, of it coming back and biting you in the butt. Um, some hard things, getting up early, eating healthy, lifting weights, reading the Bible, growing your sex life. That's a whole different topic. Playing with your kids, train your kids how to how to do life. I know you're a big believer in that. Um, sort yeah. out conflict, get organized, and confess sin. Being a godly man to me is a hard thing. Why? Because most hard. of society today tells you that it's weird, that it's awkward, and that you shouldn't do it. You should live for yourself, make your own decisions. I think being a godly man, a man of faith, is a hard thing to do. To try to carve out a life that what we're supposed to be different than everyone around us. And we're supposed to be the carriers of hope and of encouragement and what most people have experienced in their church or their denominational lifestyle hasn't been those things. Right. I love this because that list of hard things you said kind of goes, it, it, it addresses something that I've been really frustrated with is these um, physically strong men, these guys who physically face challenges are like, I'm doing hard things every day and it's always physical and they're weak in the mind. They're weak in yeah. the spirit. And that list you gave includes things that are hard spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And I think it's incredibly important for men to not just engage in physical toughness, but to, and, and there's a mis, there's a misleading whole conversation there, but also in what kind of things are you doing that are hard emotionally, yeah. physically, um, yeah. serving a God being subservient in a, in a masculine, you know, leader type of way is a very difficult thing to understand and take, um, take on. And, you know, I well, practice you can look it at it from like a military perspective, like, so yeah. the, in the military, even in the lowest rankings, you're still leading somebody, right? You Absolutely. have to lead somebody and yeah. be led. That to me is that, that to me is That's it. faith. That to me is what, you know, following God means. I'm getting orders from somebody above me and then leading other people whether it be my family, right. my friends, my wife, what it may be. But that to me is, again, a misunderstanding of a common misunderstanding when it comes to men and God. That no, in the military, that it's no, man. you got to have direction from someone else. Everyone in the military has someone above them giving them right. orders, and then they try to lead someone else. It's true. 
So in, in humanity, in our, in our masculine approach to life, we need to step into that. And I think a lot of us are uncomfortable in that position of a leading and or being led. Right. And yeah. I'm a big believer in, uh, the right balance of relationships. So there's a, there's a saying, I don't know, it's a rabbinical teaching on relationships with your wife. It's that friction needs to be there. So it's the two boards leaning mm-hmm. against each other. In a good marriage, there's positive friction. And when one's dominant, yep. it collapses either way. And unfortunately, I think men that are in Christianity or in faith have given a bad example as far as what it means to be a strong, confident individual and also a man of God. To your point, I think exactly most of examples that come to mind quickly are men who are not that, that they're, they are weak, they are plastic, they're not active, they don't take action and do certain things. So to me, it's, yeah. I would encourage, if anything, maybe, maybe go to that masculine, whatever that thing was, and check yeah, out some of the concepts. Awesome. And yeah, because it's about, I mean, we want to be warriors, right? Our desire as men is to be the heroes, the superheroes, the warriors for our family. I know you speak about a lot about being the warrior for your your wife. And man, I'm telling you that there's a lot of truth in recentering and and uh, understanding of who you are as a person when you come to grips that hey, you're a child of God. He created you to do something, and you need to go seek it out. You need to go find it. It's not going to be handed to you. It's going to be hard. And that life is worth etches of of gold, of riches, or whatever you want to call it. Like, it's worth it at the end of that life of carving out who you are underneath this God, this king that we serve and ultimately follow. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I would encourage guys uh, to follow that that group that you said. And I, I have a mind of a, a abundance when it comes to, you know, having resources. Um, another one that a good friend of mine, I've developed the friendship online, of course, but through podcasting is is Kurt Storing. Um, it's dad work Kurt in, okay. in on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, mostly Instagram and LinkedIn. But he has some really solid foundations and he's recently found Christianity. It's been really interesting to watch that shift because he was doing really, really good work and then he just elevated it. And so if you guys have questions about what that looks like or like what happens to a man, he hasn't become weaker. In fact, I've seen him grow in his message. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I like it. I've seen him grow in his message like so rapidly and he just got shadow banned by Instagram. So you might not be able to find him, but (laughs) because of his belief, his strong belief, and he's not preaching it, guys. I love this. He's not preaching. We're not here preaching. We're just saying, hey, this is what we believe. This is where we fall and this is why. He's the same way. So I I highly encourage guys to get a lot of resources. Fill your feed with this stuff because you need this daily bread. Uh, One, you should be reading the Bible. Um, too, but, uh, you need this, this daily intake of really what it means to be a man, what it means to serve your family, what it means to serve your community, what it means to be a leader. And you need that constant filling of the right stuff because our culture right now is on still on full on attack. And if you, if you you can listen to Jordan Peterson, if you, if you hate him, you have a problem. So you can listen to Jordan Peterson. I'm just going to put it out there. You can listen to him and listen to kind of the psychological um, behavioral attack approach yeah. he takes to the attack on masculinity. I mean, the guy cries because he's so upset about what's happening to the modern day um, young man. My son, 18, yeah. 
has this major, major focus on masculinity. He's been turned off on TikTok. He's been turned off on Instagram because he speaks very loudly and clearly about it. And yeah. um, young men who are trying to plant their flag in the ground of, I am strong. I am not, I, I am a warrior in a garden, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I am, this is who I am are being attacked so hard. An 18 year old being shadow banned or shut down on, on platforms. Silliness. And he's not even saying anything crazy. Yeah. He's just like, Straight Hey, silliness. masculinity is not dead and it's not toxic. And, um, these are the things we're fighting. And I just, you start, if you start to just really unearth, man, this is a challenge for you. If you really start to unearth these guys that have this content and are leading other men and are actually making a change, you start to peel it back a little bit. Every single one of them that I know of has a faith undertone, has a God undertone. Ryan Mickler. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they may not be following it to the T, but they have that underlying yeah. foundation. Every yeah. single one that's making a ripple does. There are guys who are out there doing the militant scream at you. You need to be better killing you uh, physically who don't. And I think their, their, their whole thing's going to die. It's all going to yeah. go away because they're, 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 well, it's they're based out of doing anger, their thing differently. Right. Versus, yeah, versus exactly. the truth component. Yeah. And I think you're yep. right. And yep. what came to me when you're speaking, Scott, is that men, we need something to chase. So oftentimes yeah. we get pulled into, um, fantasy world. So mm -hmm. we get pulled into what'd be fantasy football, video games, um, pornography. We get pulled into things that rob us of our realness and our leadership because it's easier to do. So men, yeah. we need things so to true. chase in physical, mental, and in a spiritual component. And if we're not hitting all three, we're not hitting our potential as who we are as people. So that to me is like, all right, that's the basis of this podcast. Our discussion for this group is, man, we're trying to become better men. How do we do that? Well, what are some examples out there of other men doing it and being successful? And I think right now Jordan Pearson is a really, really high example yeah. of that in the sense of, yeah, yeah, he's a believer in God, and he's fighting that attack on masculinity. And even look at, like, so you go, you start chasing this deep. You look at all the 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 Marvel movies. You look yep. at all the Disney stuff where we grew up watching Dude, as kids. <laughs> It's it's in all the TV shows that make the dads are idiots. They're bumbling exactly. idiots. There's no strong father figures. Um, and Cosby was one of them, but I hate to use him as an example now that we know who he is. Right. But, um, <laughs> even like all the villains in movies are rich men who like, so you talk about wealth and you're talking about this attack on the concept that what we think leadership should be. Why? Because biblical principles is strong masculine leaders who are leading mm -hmm. people and to be a strong <laughs> yeah. masculine leader you understand the roles that women have in that and the attraction women have to men who take action and men who take leads so look at the attack at masculinity is putting man into the role of a of a woman and that's not attraction that's not that's not attractive to a female they females want men who take action, who do what they say they're going to do, and then work to protect the feelings and the creation of emotion that God placed within the female yep. to understand 
sensitivities and understand what that means as far as protecting the garden. So it's the warrior in the garden protecting this thing, letting your kids grow up. So, yeah, I get fired up with that stuff. I know we, we do Me a too. lot with that. Um, yeah. But there's there's truth to this. So I think maybe more than anything else, just I start with Jordan Peterson. Start with the masculine mandate. Start with something that may not necessarily be a church-based thing. But know right. that to ultimately to sharpen your sword, Iron the sharp iron, you need an element of faith in your life. You need a pursuit of God in your life because it's going to be bring some clarity as far as who you are as an individual and ultimately help you overcome your anxiety, your stress, your depression, your X, Y, Z, you fill in the blank of what you're dealing with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't even have anything to say to add to that other than thanks, brother. Thanks for yeah, coming on good, again. Dude. Yeah, It's really good. Hey, everybody, this. thank you so much. Thank you yeah, so reach much out, for listening. Man, reach out to us. Reach out to Scott for sure. Yes. I think we have a lot more here, but take action, There's man. Let's go. More. There's a lot more. And, hey, pay attention. Brotherhood is actually putting together some things, some formal things. And, um, you, you know, you talked about we haven't monetized or mar marketed or anything. We are doing something. It's very, very, very low friction. Like anybody can afford it. But where we're going to raise the lid a little bit and allow we're going to have some phone calls, some Zooms where we have these conversations in person and answer questions with a panel of guys. Jason, you definitely fantastic. got to be a part of that. Absolutely. Um, and some really cool, actually, affiliate deals, like big discounts on things that we love. So we got something working so that we can formalize this a little better. And the coolest thing is it brings you a little more direct access to having conversations like this with other men and where you can get vulnerable, have accountability, and then start living with intention. So thank yeah. you so much. Do the thank thing. You, uh, yeah, thank you. It's, it's awesome to have you as always. I'm sure it's not the last time. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.